life. Uh, when I stop and look at the words, uh, they, they really will, um, they, they'll stir your heart. Um, these songwriters, many of them were, uh, I think, definitely uh, ordained and, uh, and blessed and led by the Spirit as they penned uh, the words. And uh, this is one of them that just really, um, I know my family is tickled, but thrilled to death because uh, after I got done with that, I walked around singing that song for a while. Um, and um, they, they, they just love it when I sing. Um, and so, but uh, the words, uh, to think that Jesus paid it all. Uh, I think the one that really got me was the line that said, uh, he cleansed the leper spots. That, that was the one that really, um, I don't know, did, may not you, but it did me, uh, to think of uh, the leper spots being clean. But uh, I know I was, I was a leper. Uh, I, was, I was in sin and he cleansed me. John chapter 18. I want to look at a message this morning, a passage, uh, and I've been, um, I've been surprised. Uh, I, I, another confession, uh, I wasn't real comfortable myself when, uh, with preaching through the Gospel of John on Sunday mornings, uh, but I just felt like that was what God was leading me to do, and so uh, I came kicking and screaming along. Um, and um, I don't think, I, I may have preached through a little book like Jude or something on Sunday mornings. I've talked to them on Wednesday nights, but to actually preach uh, through a book uh, uh, on Sunday mornings I had never done before. Uh, and I have been amazed, for me anyway, uh, at how uh, God has, uh, through, through no planning of my own, I, I haven't uh, sat down and thought, okay, on New Year's Day I want to, you know, I want to be at this text. I just took them as they come, uh, verse by verse. Uh, and there's a huge advantage to that. It's really being uh, emphasized more and more now uh, in, in the church to pastors to preach through books because uh, it forces us uh, to preach on topics that sometimes uh, we might uh, skip around. Every preacher, whether they, whether they even realize it or not, uh, has a few topics that they prefer. Uh, and they will preach on those topics uh, regularly. Uh, but by preaching through the book, you have to take whatever God uh, laid. A good friend of mine, matter of fact, I know two different friends. Uh, I have two different friends who were preaching through uh, other uh, books, and those books have uh, lengthy sections on divorce, uh, and um, they had to deal with them. Uh, and one, one of the pastors actually had two ladies who, in the church who had been divorced who got, out and got up and walked out the Sunday he was preaching on uh, divorce. And um, later they did come back and, uh, and, and they worked it out. But uh, you have to deal with the topics that, uh, uh, that are there that way. And uh, I've been amazed at how by just taking it text by text, uh, how well it kind of fits with where we are uh, in the seasons, what's going on uh, in the world at the time. Uh, and this passage this morning uh, is no exception to that. Uh, as uh, we look in this passage, my, my topic this morning uh, is the risk of being religious. The risk of being religious. Uh, as we go into a uh, new year, uh, and as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, again, a, a, a new 
uh, not just a new year. Uh, this is a new year, as all of us know, like no other. Uh, we're, uh, we're going into this new year uh, completely uh, blind. We, we just have no idea uh, what this year uh, what this year holds, uh, we, uh, we, don't, uh, we, we just don't know. Uh, and uh, I've been picking on Archie. Uh, Archie, uh, Archie got the shop this week. Uh, and so I'm watching to see if he grows a horn out, the, out of his forehead or anything. Uh, and uh, we'll decide from there uh, how safe this shot is. If he grows an extra ear or, uh, you know, something like that, we'll know that, uh, that the shot's not safe. But... Uh, but, uh, you know, we don't know what the future holds. Uh, and uh, this passage this morning uh, that we look at addresses an issue that I think uh, is extremely important uh, for the church in times such as these. And again, that is the risk of being religious. Uh, we're moving into the section of John now uh, that deals with the arrest and crucifixion uh, of Jesus Christ. And I remind you uh, that uh, as we enter into that passage, enter into this uh, section of Scripture, uh, that it was the religious people uh, who spearheaded the crucifixion uh, of Jesus Christ. It was the ultra-religious, not just your average, everyday uh, religious people, but uh, the most religious people of the time, the religious leaders uh, themselves. The Pharisees uh, were the ringleaders the, uh, of the crucifixion of, of Christ. And so there is a serious risk uh, to being religious uh, instead of being spiritual. Uh, instead of following Jesus Christ, many people, uh, their objective uh, is to be religious. Well, I would uh, remind you uh, that Buddhism is a religion. Uh, I would remind you that the Mormon, Mormonism uh, is a religion. You can be uh, religious and still uh, be wicked. Uh, you can be religious and still be mean and hold on to your hat. You can be religious and still bust hell wide open. Religion uh, is not what we were ever called to be. We were called to be followers of Jesus Christ. We were called uh, to be Christ-like. We were called to be uh, obedient to Scripture, not just simply uh, to be religious. Some of the greatest uh, crimes, some of the greatest uh, misery uh, that has ever been, uh, been brought about in this world uh, has been brought about uh, in the name uh, of religion. Uh, and so there is a serious risk uh, to being religious. Now I want to look this morning... Uh, at this, uh, at the beginning, kind of uh, of the story of uh, the crucifixion and the arrest, uh, and uh, pick it up and look at uh, four things that we see there: the risk uh, of being religious. Let me uh, insert here uh, one thing as we pick up uh, in John chapter 18. We're actually uh, picking up a little bit uh, in the middle of the story. We're going to be beginning in uh, verse 28 this morning, uh, but uh, John. John picks up 
with these words that they led Jesus uh, from the house of Caiaphas to the uh, governor's headquarters. What he really doesn't uh, include there, even though uh, when he says they led him from the house of Caiaphas, uh, he hints at it, uh, but he doesn't describe the events there uh, that had went on. When Jesus was uh, first arrested, uh, he was taken before uh, the Sanhedrin. Now, the Sanhedrin was a uh, ruling body, a governing body uh, of 70, uh, who was, again, uh, basically, uh, again, the town council, uh, the, the religious council uh, of the time. And they had um, already, uh, in their minds, uh, in their perverted way, uh, tried Jesus Christ and found him guilty uh, and sentenced him uh, to death. Uh, unfortunately for them, fortunately for Jesus, they didn't have that authority. Uh, the, uh, the Jews of the time uh, were under uh, Roman, uh, Roman influence, Roman control. Uh, and uh, I've talked about this before. The Romans in the areas uh, that they took over uh, largely allowed the people to pretty much uh, do as they pleased uh, as long as they pay, ta- pay taxes. They could continue uh, to have their local government. They could continue uh, to more or less do whatever they chose uh, as long as there were a couple kind of basic rules. Pay taxes. Uh, don't start up a, a, a ruckus uh, that might ultimately uh, affect uh, Rome. Uh, I used to, uh, I used to sub, sub, uh, substitute some in the high school. Uh, and I would uh, go into the classroom and they'd ask me, what are we doing today? And I would, this was probably the worst substitute ever. Uh, I would walk and say, I don't care. You know, I don't care. Just don't burn the school down. Don't do anything that gets the attention of the teachers on either side of us. Otherwise, I don't care what you do. I've already got my diploma. I don't care if you learn anything. Just don't bother me. I've brought some books I'm going to read. You know, don't throw anybody out the window. Uh, You know, don't set the trash cans on fire. And, and, and we'll get along. Uh, you know, and you know, I, I was kind of Rome to those kids. You know, that's the way Rome was. Don't stir up a fight, pay taxes, and we'll be good. The other thing they could not do uh, was they could not issue uh, or carry out. They could issue it, uh, but they could not carry out the death penalty. Uh, and there were several reasons for that. One of them, again, if they're dead, they don't pay taxes. And so uh, Rome would not allow uh, the, the, the nation, uh, in this case Israel, the Jews, uh, to actually carry out the death penalty. They could issue it, they could call for it, uh, but it had to be carried out uh, and the final execution by the Romans. So after their... Uh, after their uh, make-believe trial uh, of their system. They take Jesus then, and that's where we pick up in this text. They lead Jesus uh, to Pilate so that uh, they can get him to uh, basically give his stamp of approval uh, and, uh, and, and execute uh, Jesus Christ. And so that's where we're uh, picking up here today. Uh, and uh, they've got Jesus now. They've led him uh, to Pilate. Uh, and uh, Pilate was... Uh, in town, and uh, they uh, led him to Pilate uh, for his, again, final approval uh, on an execution. And we pick up there uh, with that. We see that it was early morning, 
and uh, it says they themselves did not enter uh, into the into the praetorium uh, or the governor's house. The governor's uh, headquarters uh, is, is uh, the way it operated. Uh, the way they operated was wherever the governor was uh, was his headquarters. That was uh, you know it's kind of like uh, you know you, you hear sometimes uh, today uh, President Trump when he's uh, at uh, Mar-a-Lago in Florida. I think they call that uh, the Florida White House. You know, pretty much wherever the president is, that's uh, that's where the the White House is. Well, wherever the governor was, that was where uh, that was considered his headquarters. That was considered uh, the courtroom, the office uh, of the governor. And, and we read here that it says that they 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 themselves they they wouldn't enter into those headquarters because they did not want to be defiled. Now, we're talking about this morning uh, the risk of religion. I want you to consider for a moment uh, the first risk uh, of religion as we look at that statement. They have just had uh, a trial. Again, John doesn't record it. Matthew and Luke uh, record the, the details more clearly of their trial uh, that they had had uh, that violated uh, just a, a, a laundry list uh, of, is, uh, of Jewish law, of, uh, of how a trial was to be conducted and how a, uh, how a uh, defendant was to be treated. They had violated uh, practically every law uh, that they had. They had arrested uh, an innocent man. They had uh, brought him in. They had uh, had this trial. Uh, uh, they had uh, abused him already. They had uh, ridiculed him and made fun of him. And now when they bring him to Pilate, uh, they won't actually go into his headquarters. If you read uh, carefully the Gospel of John, uh, you, will, you will notice the movement uh, of Pilate. It keeps saying Pilate came in, Pilate went out. Pilate came in, Pilate went out. Uh, Pilate, had, uh, Pilate wasn't even going to argue with them uh, about this situation. So rather than make them come in, uh, he goes out uh, to where they are uh, to hear their uh, accusations against uh, this man Jesus. And when he gets out there, uh, the reason he has to go out, it says, is because the Passover was coming and they did not want to defile themselves by going in uh, to Pilate's home, which would have been a uh, or courtroom, which would have been under Gentile control, could have possibly uh, even had uh, images uh, of other gods, of, uh, of Roman gods set up. And so the, the Jewish priest said, we won't go in to that room because we don't want to defile ourselves. Does anybody see uh, in that description the irony or the hypocrisy uh, of their position? We don't mind having a, uh, a jacked-up trial on make-believe charges to execute a man. We're cool with that. We'll go ahead and we will do that, but we won't go in that room right there. We won't enter uh, into that Gentile building. Oh, we'll kill a man, but we won't go into uh, that... I don't, yeah, I don't know if you call that ironic or, or hypocritical or just downright mean. Uh, I'm not sure, or, or all three, uh, but they didn't mind doing that. That is the risk uh, of being religious. First of all, uh, they had distorted priorities. Religion will cause us to have 
distorted priorities. Uh, if you have been involved and been around the church uh, very often or very long, uh, you know that many times uh, the religious folks, uh, we can get some messed up priorities. We get confused on, uh, on what really matters uh, in, in the world. We're, we, uh, you, you think about, uh, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, I don't need to hear your story because I've heard them all before, you think about some of the fights uh, and arguments that have been held uh, in churches over the years. What color carpet to buy? What kind of hymnals to buy? What, kind, what songs to sing? Whether to have drums, whether not to have drums whether to have a guitar, what time to meet, uh, how often to meet, what day to meet, uh, you know, on and on. Should we wear coat and tie? Can the women wear makeup? Can the women wear pants? You, know, you think, am I wrong? Should we play cards? Should we dance? Should we go to the movie theater? You think about the things that have been priority uh, in the church in your lifetime. Anybody in here, I'm not going to ask you for a story. Anybody ever in here ever seen that situation where our priorities, yeah, uh, yeah we, we, we had that where, you know, we get all caught up in, in again, what, where, where, that's my seat. Uh, you know, uh, it's too loud. It's not loud enough. It's too hot. It's too cold. You know, uh, you know can you believe she wore that to church? You know, we have all kinds of priorities. When we, religion, one of the risks of religion is we get very religious and we get concerned more concerned about our priorities than we are about the priorities of God. That's a real risk of being religious. Yeah, and, and, and believe me, I have, I have heard it over and over uh, throughout the years. Not just in, in this church, but in any time you're around church people, you, you will hear uh, what is important. Yeah, I, I can think of a church uh, yeah, not too far from here uh, who, who began uh, a ministry, and they began to reach some of the poor children in their neighborhood, and this church happens to be in a poor neighborhood. Yeah, if you're going to reach your neighborhood, they're going to be poor. Yeah, and and yet one of the very influential members of that church stood up in a business meeting, and if I'm lying, I'm dying. Stood up and said, "We don't want that kind of people in our church." Religion can cause us to have the wrong priorities. We'll get concerned about the wrong things. These religious leaders were more concerned about going in to a Gentile building than they were executing an innocent man. All in the name of religion. Listen, that, that, that's what it boils down to. They executed Jesus in the name of religion. What he was doing interfered with the way they had always done it. I know none of you have ever heard that phrase in the church. If you haven't, let me know and I will forward you an email or two or a letter or two or a phone call or two. 
or 10 or 12. That's not the way we have always done it. Listen, we, religion will cause us to have the wrong priorities. The church, again, I, I mentioned a moment ago the, the condition of the churches. We move forward uh, into, a, into a new day, into a changing world. One we're probably not going to like, to be very honest with you. Yeah. One I'm already not real happy about. Yeah. Y'all hadn't seen it. If you couldn't read it when I was wearing it, it says, I hate wearing this. Yes, it's got the Grinch, and yes, it's after Christmas, but the message works. I hate wearing this. We're moving into a different world. If we're going to succeed as followers of Jesus Christ, if we're going to, to move forward as a church, then our priorities have to be the same priorities as God. What's important to us must be what's important to God. What's important to God is the lost man down the street. If, it, it, you know, I know what we've always done. I know what we like. I know our, 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 our habits. I know the things that we're comfortable with. But the fact is, if what we are doing doesn't reach people for Jesus Christ, then... Maybe we've got the wrong priorities. You, you, we, we, you know, again, I'll just use this one because it's a common occurrence. What does an argument over the color of carpet do to reach one person for Jesus? Most of you in here are old enough that you came to know Christ probably in a building that didn't even have carpet or air conditioning. We spend a whole lot of time arguing over what color the carpet and what the thermostat's going to be set on. Who's going to teach what class, what room they're going to get. This is my room. This is our room. Those are the things we argue about. You see, there's not much difference in us and the priorities that the Pharisees had. Oh, we're not going in that room, but we'll kill a man. The risk of distorted priorities. And then it tells us why. It says they wouldn't go into that room because the Passover was coming up. Look there in, in, the, in that verse again. And they didn't want to be defiled and not be able to eat the Passover. Now, how do they have distorted priorities? They've got a disturbing problem. They were more concerned here about being part of the Passover feast. Again, the hypocrisy, the irony of this text is amazing. By this point in, in time, the Jews already had set aside their Passover lamb. They already had all the preparations ready for the Passover feast. And yet, they are about to execute the Passover lamb. They're about to execute Jesus Christ. Their concern was they didn't want to be defiled. Why? Because they didn't want to miss out on the Passover meal. Think about that for a minute. Their priorities, they have a disturbing 
problem here in, in, in that their convictions. I mean, these men were oh, they were they were nitpicky careful about following every little rule, every little not just biblical rule, but the rules that they had made up so that they could stay ceremonially clean. So they could eat the Passover. Listen, they, they, they had a problem here. Their priorities were messed up. They were more concerned about the ceremony than the Savior. They were more concerned about the meal than the Master. They, they, they were more concerned here about their reputation. We don't want to be seen in the Gentile hall. They have a disturbing problem, but as we go on, we see the other risk of being religious. Look with me. Uh, what it boils down to is their destructive pride. Look in verse 29. So Pilate goes out to meet them, and he says, what's the charge? What accusation? In verse 29. What, what do you bring against him? And... In verse 30, you see there a couple things. You see, first of all, kind of their sarcasm. You see their disrespect for Pilate. And you see their lack of a real charge against Jesus. Because what they say here is they say if, if he wasn't doing evil, we wouldn't have brought him to you. And they call him... Uh, the, the word in the King James here is they call him a, a malefactor. That means he was spreading evil. And so Pilate asked them, what charge do you bring against this man? And their basic answer was this, just trust us. If you look closely, they don't have a charge. They don't say he robbed the bank. They don't say he was selling drugs. They don't say he murdered anyone. They don't have a specific charge. The word malefactor means that, again, he was just going around encouraging evil. No charge, no specific charge, which in itself is a violation of their law. No charge, just... Well, he's a bad guy. You know what would happen even in America in 2021 if you went into court and the judge says, what's the charge? And the DA stood up and said, well, he's a bad guy. He's just been doing bad stuff. Now, if the judge was particularly in a good mood that day, he might say something to the effect of, well, like what? But more than likely, if the DA stands up in a courtroom and says, he's just a bad guy, I'm going to say there's quite a, quite a good chance that the DA is going to jail for contempt. I expect at the very least the judge is going to chew him out. He's a bad guy. 
Can you imagine a police officer pulling you over and putting on that little pink slip? Well, they're not even pink anymore. They print them out of a computer. Putting on that ticket, I just didn't like the way he was driving. Yeah. You ever, uh, you ever got a speeding ticket? What does that speeding ticket say? That speeding ticket will say they were doing 67 in a 55. It will lay, and then it'll put in violation of general statute, and it'll give the number. There'll be a specific charge. But these folks went to court and said, we just don't like the way he's been acting. Kill him. But they wouldn't go into courtroom because they didn't want to be defiled. Do you see what happens here? Pay, pay close attention. Again, John doesn't record it for us. But they've already had their make-believe Jewish trial, and they found him guilty. And they've declared that he should die for his sins. Die for his evil. And so when they come before Pilate, they come before him and simply say, Trust us. See, here's what you need to know. They went to Pilate, and they asked Pilate, but they didn't like Pilate. It made them mad that they had to go get permission from Pilate to execute this man. They were angry about it, because in their minds, they were the religious leaders, and their their decision was good enough. They look at Pilate and say, well, if he wasn't doing evil, we wouldn't have brought him to you. Just trust us, Pilate. Just stamp the paper. Just sign it. Whatever it was they had to do. Just because we said so, you kill him. You see their pride in that statement? You don't, you don't need to know. You know, you're about to take a man's life, but just sign the paper. You don't need to know the reason. We're God's representatives. We are the religious leaders. Just sign the paper and crucify it. Get rid of it. Just go ahead and take care of it. The risk of being religious is dangerous pride. If we're not careful in the church, if we're not careful as religious people, we will find ourselves looking down on those who don't know Christ. We'll find ourselves looking down on those around us, those who are not as religious as us. We will find ourselves in a position of looking at those who may come into church who are not dressed in a way that we approve of 
Or maybe their hair is not cut in a way we approve of. Or maybe their just general appearance isn't what we would approve of. And we look at that person and we diminish, we demean that person based on their looks, based on their dress. Well, they're not as religious as me because I got all dressed up when I come to church today. Yeah, but unfortunately, you're like the Pharisees. You put a nice coat and tie, a nice dress on a pig. Pardon the expression. You know what you got if you put a nice suit on a pig? A pig in a suit. And if you turn that pig loose, you know where he's going? Right back to the slop, right back to the mud in your fine suit. Anybody in here ever dealt, you know, in your heart, in your mind, you ever had any contact, ever dealt with somebody who maybe they didn't look like they, they were all that. I, I don't know how to say that nicely. Just, I mean, let's just be honest. Maybe they didn't dress right. Maybe they, maybe they, 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 they you know, maybe, maybe they, they smelled. Maybe they weren't able to get a bath, whatever. But their heart, they had a heart of gold. They loved the Lord. Anybody in here ever run into somebody in a fine three-piece suit that was mean as the devil himself? Anybody in here ever run into anybody that had an office in the church? Might have been a deacon. Might have been, might have been the preacher that was just mean and nasty. Which one do you think God's more pleased with? Well, these guys have pride. They're, they're, they're pride. We get, you have to be very careful with religion. Religion will lead you down a road of pride. Where you begin to think, well, I'm better. I'm closer to God. I'm, I'm this, I'm that. Religion can make you proud. The fourth risk of religion that we see it demonstrated by these men. In verse 31, Pilate, Pilate knew the rules. Pilate tells him, he says, well, take him and, and, and judge him by your own law. Well, Pilate knew what they wanted. Pilate knew they wanted him dead, but that they couldn't carry it out. And so they said to him, it's not legal, it's not lawful, we can't put him to death. And this was to fulfill the prophecy that Jesus had said. See, if the Jews would have done it on their own, the Jews would have stoned him. That was their method of execution. The Romans crucified. The Bible had already said that he would be crucified. And so the Jews here were playing right into his hands. Look what they say. 
the final risk of religion I want you to see is the deceptive pretense. They wanted this man put to death, and they wanted him put to death by crucifixion. They wanted him to die a painful, horrible death. They wanted this man who claimed to be God to die under the curse of God. They wanted Pilate to say he's guilty. But Pilate plays dumb, and he won't do it. He says, you, you crucify him, you kill him, you execute him, you do whatever you're going to do. They put on this show, this dog and pony act of going to Pilate and saying, oh, Pilate, we, we, we like you and we, you know, that, that was the Jews, <laughs> rightfully so, the Jews hated the Romans. Hey, I would too. If the Canadians come in and make us start paying taxes to Canada, I'm going to hate the Canadians. Yeah. I ain't real crazy about paying taxes to the Americans, let alone to another country. The Jews hated the Romans. But when it come to getting what they wanted, they'd lie like a dog. Pilate, we brought him to you. Boy, sugar wouldn't have melted in their mouth that night. See, religion will cause you to put on a show. Religion will cause you to put on an act. It'll cause you to act all holy on Sunday and live completely contrary to that on Monday. You don't have to read much of this story to know that these men who called themselves the religious leaders of Israel were rotten to the core. They were evil. They were mean. They were rotten. They hated Rome. But they would walk around giving the Israelites all kinds of rules they had to follow. They wanted to stay clean so they wouldn't go in the courtroom. But they didn't think twice about killing an innocent man. When asked to come up with a charge, they couldn't even come up with one. All they could say was, well, he's a bad guy. All in the name of religion. Folks, what the church, excuse me, let me change that. What the world needs going forward is a lot less religion and a lot more Jesus. They need people who are a lot less concerned about Constitution and bylaws and committees and the way we've always done it and the way he said do it.
That's the church this world needs going forward. I don't mean to be a pessimist. But as I look at where we are in America, as I look at the condition of the world, I don't see, to be very honest, a whole lot of bright spots. But folks, we were called to be the light, to take the light into the world. We were called to be the salt. The world doesn't need another religion. It doesn't need more religion. In fact, I could make a really good argument that much of what's wrong with this is religion. Much of what's wrong with America is that we are religious. We think we're in pretty good shape because we got a church on every corner. Because pretty much every house in the world's got a Bible or two. We think we're in good shape. Religion is part of our problem. Find me one line where we're ever called to be religious. And for every line you can show me that says we're called to be religious, I'll show you a dozen that says we're to be like Jesus. That's what we're called to be. Not religious, but Christ followers. Christ-like. That's who we're called to be. I want to ask you to bow your heads this morning. I want to challenge you this morning. To where you are, whether you're in this room, whether you're at home, to kneel, to come up here to the altar, however you want to do it. Sit in your chair and to join with me in praying, Lord, don't make us more religious. Make us more like you. The world's had enough religion. It needs more Jesus. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, the question this morning is not, are you religious? The question this morning is not, do you hold an office in the church? The challenge this morning is not, do you go to church? But do you follow Christ? Do you follow His Word? Are you obedient to Him? Quite frankly, I think the world is sick of our religion. But they're starving to see people who follow Jesus. If you don't know Him as your Savior this morning, would you come? If you're online, make a comment, send an email, we'll reach out to you. I'm not asking you, are you religious? I'm asking you, if you died today, would you go to heaven? I'm asking you, do you know Jesus? If the people who know you best, would they say you were religious? Or would they say you follow Jesus?
There's a huge gap between the two. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. God, we ask you to take your word and use it this morning. change us, to convict us, to speak to our hearts. God, not enough that we be religious, but that we be like you. That the world could see our love for you. God, don't let us be like these Pharisees who were concerned about religious practice, habit, ritual, more than they were about mankind. Thank you for what you're going to do here today, and we'll give you the glory for it all. For it's in Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. As we stand together. envelopes anymore. Um, we just we don't need them. Uh, we don't need the numbers, and it costs a good bit to get those numbers put on there. We just we're not even using them. Uh, so Tommy has, uh, or Carol, or Tommy and Carol, or maybe Angie. I'm not sure who. Uh, but you'll notice on the table back there uh, are some just some loose envelopes, but they're bundled up um, in some form or fashion. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you take some. You need some more. You can get some more. Um, but um, they're back there. Uh, there's no difference. Some of them are plain white. And some of them are trimmed in red. If you like the red ones, take red ones. Uh, again, are they different, Tommy, in the way they're bundled? Whatever he said. Um, so um, I said they, um, they're there, uh, and uh, you can get those. Um, as we go out, I'm going to remind you, we're just kind of ongoing with the food. Uh, second thing, um, I don't know exactly what to believe uh, with all these numbers and all this corona and a new kind of corona and everything else. Uh, but, and I'm not going to say it's required. I, y'all are grown. Can I, I'm going to encourage you as you come in and go out, slip on a mask. It's 50 feet. Um, it, it won't kill you, um, you know, in, in that far. Uh, and who knows, it might protect you or somebody else. Uh, and um, um, I said, you do whatever you want to with Archie. He's had the shot. He's safe, he thinks. Um, but um, 
I said, slip on your mask. It won't, you know, uh, it, it can't hurt. Uh, I'm not going to fuss at you if you don't, but just a, an encouragement to, as you come in and go out, um, to, to put a slip on a mask uh, as you uh, go in and come out. Um, and uh, once you get outside in the great wide open, uh, take it off and go lap around the building if you want to. But um, I said, but, um, probably, probably a good idea. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure how much difference it makes, but it's the only thing they've really told us to try. So uh, I told Archie, I'm, I'll be very honest, when I put it on, I can still smell smoke through it, uh, and so I'm pretty sure a virus can sneak through it, but I, I'll be nice and put it on. So even though it says I hate this thing. All right, let's bow as we dismiss this morning. Archie, how about dismiss this morning? That's why I hate it.